0: This AFC West win totals and preview edition of the Sports Gambling Podcast is presented by MyBookie.ag. Sports are back, and MyBookie is now offering a 100% deposit bonus when you use the promo code SGP. That's MyBookie.ag, promo code SGP to play, win, and get paid. We're also brought to you by the leaders in daily fantasy, DraftKings. Download the DraftKings app now and use the promo code SGP to get a shot at millions of dollars in prizes every day this week. That's promo code SGP to get a shot at millions of dollars in prizes every day this week, only at DraftKings. We're also brought to you by ACE per head ACE is the leader in pay providers. And they make it super easy to start your own sportsbook. Plus ACE is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash S G P that's dot slash S G P.
1: Hi, this is Merrill Hodge and you're listening to S G P N let it ride,
2: baby.
0: Fucking shine Welcome everyone to the sports gambling podcast. I'm Sean, stacking the money green with my partner in picks, Ryan. Real money Kramer. What's happening, Kramer? I'm
2: shaking in my chair, Sean.
0: Yes. The excitement is here. the The football vibes are here. The oh, football energy. Football. Yeah, he's one of those guys who will get penetration. In
2: reality, I'm just sweating out a uh, Jason Day <laughs> to win the first round. This is pretty good
0: because we're taping this oh. as the first round is ending of the PGA Championship. Awesome PGA Championship podcast. Both our uh, DraftKings lineup looking pretty solid. Of course, Steve, our golf expert, just dropping straight up knowledge bombs, nailing how the course is going to play and layout. But we're here talking football. <laughs> well, oh, you, you
2: buried the lead. I got fifty to
0: one. <laughs> yes, I, Ryan I does f- have fifty to one on Jason Day Come to on. to uh, take home the first round leader. So while you're when you're listening to this podcast, oh you will God. already know whether Ryan is a huge winner or a huge mush.
2: Fifty to one, baby. But we're here to talk about football. <laughs> That's a
0: big dog, and and this is the first of our uh, NFL. Divisional previews, and we call them divisional previews, but really, it, we're we're talking win totals. We're talking whether or not we like them to win the division, how far they're going to go. We break down key yeah. departures,
2: key additions. It's a divisional preview because that's how we group the teams. Yes, yeah.
0: yeah, it's not just like, hey, you know, they're they're going to be good or. or it's, Sean, which quarterback in the AFC West
2: is most likely to take that step forward?
0: We're going to give you actionable information. We're going to give you our picks. Yep. Over under, win totals, predictions for the season.
2: I think we contractually uh, have committed to a one one pick, one bet per team. I think is what we typically. Yes, and then we off.
0: throw we throw out a lock, but we go through each of the four
2: divisions. If you're new to the podcast, I think we even are forced to to give you a record. Yes, which by the way, we haven't touted it in a while, but the schedule uh, predictor or whatever we call it over on sportsgamblingpodcast.com, where you can run through the schedule, it will give you it will give you the records. I, I I was reminded of this today. Shout out to Tyler yeah. wrote, built that for us. And uh, yeah, it's re, it's fun to, to kind of put yourself into a box and make sure you can't have everyone be 12 and four, or four <laughs> and 12.
0: Yeah. Because a lot of times when you're going through these, you're like 10 and six, 10 and six,
2: <laughs> 10 and six, it's so easy to, to and, say. and this
0: kind of actually does the math for you. So if you went through the charger schedule, which we're going to do a later on this podcast with uh, San Diego zone, Justin Decker,
2: Super I'm
0: going fan. all in on
2: Trump. I've heard yeah. he's been, he's been called a super fan before
0: he is a super fan. And uh, yeah, so you actually like, which team the games. is he the
2: super fan of this year? That's the question. That's we'll my have, first we'll have question. To find out,
0: is he still a chargers fan? Now that his boy Phillip rivers has <laughs> departed? All these questions and much more will be answered on this edition. This first of the 2020 NFL what? season, oh. let's break it out. Let's <laughs> dust, <laughs> oh. dust it off. Hello. You're listening to the AFC West Divisional Preview presented by mybookie.ag. All the win totals, all the futures that we're going to be giving out. Of course, you can bet over at mybookie.ag. Use that promo code SGP to get a 100% deposit bonus. Oh my God. That's right. Deposit $100, you got 200 bucks to bet on these win totals and Normally, we don't have this opportunity, but you have golf majors going on right now. You have NBA going on right now. You have the MLB going on right now. It's an avalanche of D only opportunity for you guys over at MyBookie.ag. Use that promo code SGP live in game wagering, which is so fun for these bubble games. Make sure you check them out. MyBookie.ag, of course, the presenting sponsor of the podcast. Highly recommend Deposit Withdrawal. Using that sweet, sweet cryptocurrency, you know Ryan over at MyBookie.ag, they have a they have a simple plan. It's put, yeah. you first, you play, then you win. Last but not least, you get paid. Joining us on the line to help break down the Denver Broncos, Ian St. Clair, editor and columnist for the Mile High Report and lead writer at Play Colorado. Ian, uh, thanks for calling into the program.
1: Thanks for having me on. I, it's always good to, to be able to talk NFL and Broncos, especially in these crazy times.
2: Well, fingers crossed, knock on wood, whatever, whatever strange <laughs> anti-jink the reverse, whatever life reverse jinx you do. I, uh, I had a moment. Oh, I'm having a moment right now. As I sweat, I'm going to tell everyone who wants to, who, even if they don't care, I'm currently sweating a Jason day. <laughs> will lead the first round of the PGA championship. And and it's given me this rush back of football. And as I was reading through the wet, the West teams today, I was, I I was extremely stoked to talk about football and extremely talk, extremely excited to talk about a team, Sean, that I think we both throughout the early parts of the off season, we've really kind of fallen in love with, and that's the Denver Broncos.
0: Yeah. And, and they're coming off a seven and nine season last year, 2019, they pushed on their win total of seven. I, I know I was high on the Broncos. And I I felt like they kind of got got hot
2: down the stretch.
0: They did. They closed it out strong with a lock coming in, going four and one as a starter, they were only four and five in one score games. Usually a good sign that they're going to have a better season the following year when it comes to those one score games. But even in that four and five in the one score games, I feel like they had a couple games there where they got a, a, a few bad beats, a couple like missed field goals that could have won them some games. Like they were even when they had Flacco there early on as the quarterback, there were some opportunities they kind of left a little uh, meat on the bone there as far as wins. But uh Ian, what what was your takeaway from the 2019 Broncos season?
1: I think it was a tale of like three seasons because since it went through three quarterbacks with Joe Flacco, Brandon Allen, and then thankfully and mercifully Drew Lock steps in <laughs> and turns into to buzz lock year that everyone in Broncos country hopes and and praise that he is, but it it was, it was one of those bizarre seasons where you had the excitement at the end. And then the frustration early on in the season, because you mentioned those games that they dropped early in the season and and all those one score games against the Chicago bears, the Jaguars, (sighs) I, I, when you, when you look at the, what led to it with those horrible officiating calls, and I'm not one to blame the officials, but those those calls were absolutely brutal. And if you take away even those two games with the bears and the Jaguars, the Broncos are a playoff team. And it's, it's so fascinating to think about because of how awful Joe Flacco was. He (laughs) was anything but elite. Brandon Allen comes in and and has his one game where everyone's like, "Oh, he could be the guy. And everyone who Isn't into horrible quarterbacks or late string guys. They realized that it was going to come around eventually for Brandon Allen. I think what it is is it finally gives hope to to Broncos country. Yes, and and and, and yeah, and I and I think
0: Broncos country needs that help because Elway came in and. Elway, Elway, I love, I love John Elway, but he's also in a weird way. He's playing with fire because John Elway. No, he's been D- getting
2: burnt. That's what. Yeah. he's been getting burnt.
0: It, but he's he's in Denver and he's he's he has this, he basically, he's already won it all. He's already become the man, the myth, the legend in Denver and Colorado. Like he can't really add to his legacy that much. He can only kind of tarnish it by not doing a great job, general managing and kind of just running the team in general. He was able to bring over Peyton Manning, got them that super bowl that gave him another, another super long window. Like, I, I don't know what would happen where they would get rid of John Elway. Like No, it's John Owen. You can't. He would have to retire. He's the
2: old guy who summits Everest and trips on the way down. (laughs) I mean, that's what's happening here. Hopefully, he. This is this is something because with there, you mentioned reasons to be optimistic. The one thing I'll, I'll call out because Sean, you know, I love my numbers, and you know. I've just been delighted to be back in the Football Outsiders Almanac. Oh, you love that stuff! And I, I remember the Broncos in the same way that you did, man. It felt like they, they it felt like they kind of had a couple more wins there. So I was very shocked to see their Pythag wins sitting at six point nine. They weren't uh, the unlucky team I thought I was going to be diving into, which was the first kind of red flag along my Broncos research journey that I went through over the last couple of days. But I do think Elway for the first time, the optimism is there because it, the, finally the quarterback of the future looks like he could be the quarterback of the future. Now, if you hyper analyze what he did last year, you might find that he was on the right side of a number of coin flips and things could have gone a lot worse for him, but they didn't. Yeah. And and we are here and football has a game, Sean, where I, we love the cliches and it it doesn't matter how you won. You won the game. Vic Fangio, maybe the most competent coach they have, but Sean, I, I do second red flag along my journey was like, oh, that's right, Pat Shermer. Yeah, Pat Shermer <laughs> coming in as as the OC. Does that help stabilize them a little well, bit? And maybe I'm throwing it's the additions and losses, Sean. But man,
0: well, what's your what's your take before we kind of uh, break down, start getting into the the 2020 season? What's your take on Drew Lock? Because I, I I see Drew Lock. And everyone says, "Oh, he's four and one," but he, he kind of got away with some stuff, and he was yep. still a rookie. But that's that's how you win as a rookie. Like you win, uh, you win some games that you aren't supposed to to win. But usually, those guys end up being pretty decent starters. Watching the film unlock, I'll say this: I, I think he's got good eye level. Like he's looking down the field the entire time.
2: And and for those new to the program, when Sean says he's watching the film, he's actually watching the film.
0: I am. I'm breaking down the film. I'll say this: what I really like about Drew Locke is that he looks and feels calm in the pocket yeah. for a rookie. I, one, two things I actually look at is eye level. Are they looking at the the guys rushing them? Uh, uh, you know, the defensive line, or is he really looking? down the field to throw the ball and create opportunities and how nervous are his feet? You know what I mean? Like, does he sit back
2: there? Shameless plug. For for it didn't turn out as well for Daniel Jones, but a lot of the similar traits when it comes to like focus down the field, yeah. And and there's something now Daniel Jones, a lot of fumbles came out of that because Nate Soldier pile of shit, (laughs) he's opted out. Uh, But back to the Broncos, I do think that is a characteristic where over anything else, it gives you optimism that this kid has it.
0: Yeah, and where where are you landing, Ian, on the whether or not Drew Lock is the guy?
1: I I'm totally all aboard the drew train. Nice. I, when I think when it comes to quarterbacks, I think people tend to overanalyze it because I, whether they look into the numbers or they, they try to compare quarterbacks to quarterbacks. I, I just look at how does he play the game and how does he handle the situation? Is the moment too big for him? And when I watch drew lock, there are some, there are some throws that he made and decisions that he made that show that he's not, to, the, the moment's not too big for him. That 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 decision in the touchdown that he threw to Cortland Sutton against the Los Angeles Chargers in his first start, when he comes in and he tells Cortland Sutton, just run a go-route and I'm going to throw it to you. And he does. And Cortland Sutton makes the catch. That shows you that Drew Locke has the mental capacity to play the game. He has the confidence to play the game. So I, I think Drew Locke is definitely going to be the quarterback of the future. And and the reason that I also believe that is because of how he responded to his play and his game against the Kansas city chiefs. It was nowhere near what he wanted it to be. It was nowhere near what the Broncos Elway Fangio expected or wanted it to be. And he responded and comes out the next week and plays a pretty good game against the Detroit lions. So I think he definitely has the ability to be the quarterback of the future for the Broncos and lead them back to where they want to be. And I think it's because he has it. He knows what it takes to be successful in the league. He's not afraid to ask questions. He wants to be developed. He's, he's like a mold of clay, so to speak. And Pat Shermer and Mike Shula are going to be able to do that.
2: Yeah. I, I, and I'm, I'm I think cr- also for the first time, like my sources inside the state of Colorado, tell me my birdies <laughs> along my grass network, Sean, they tell me that, uh, that for the first time in a while, it feels like someone that people are actually like confidently behind. Yeah. Not, you gotta, not like, you Oh yeah. A- Paxton Lynch. Yeah. Joe Flacco. Well, I mean, again,
0: Elway dodged a bullet by having Brock Osweiler hold out for more money and turn down that deal. All right, couple uh, couple additions to the Broncos. Of course, they retained safety uh, Justin Simmons. They brought in a defensive lineman Jarrell Casey via trade. Cornerback AJ Bouye. That's huge. Uh, and gr- uh, guard Graham Glasgow. Uh, Melvin Gordon. That was a nice little pickup there. Tight end Nick Vanette. Ooh. As far as guys, they lost. Of course, Juwan James, right tackle, opted out. Cornerback Chris Harris Jr. That was a big loss. Defensive lineman Shelby Harris center Connor McGovern, defensive lineman, Derek Wolf, fullback,
2: Andy Janovich, all gone. And uh, another opt out was Kyle Pecco.
0: Okay. Not familiar with Kyle, but uh, overall, I want to
2: give everyone who opted out a shout <laughs> out.
0: There you go. A couple other nuggets on the, uh, on the Broncos before we start breaking down. Wait, the So schedule. Pat
2: Shermer wasn't a key addition.
0: I guess, I guess technically
2: he was a key addition.
0: You can, you can hear of Ryan's kind of, Mock of Pat Shermer, but maybe Pat Shermer, Ryan. As much as you know, you're a guy the Giants brought in Jason Garrett. Hold on, I and got
2: Freddie Kitchens. <laughs> I got numbers for you, Sean. Pat Shermer has twice had an offense in the top five of DBOA. One, one was the 2013 Eagles with Chip Kelly, for which he gets no credit for. No. And then the second was the 2017 Vikings with Case Keenum, for which he gets credit for very yeah, talented. That's what team. got him. the. That's what got him the job in uh, New York. He's had seven offenses finishing the bottom eight bottom nine in the league, 23rd or worst. So uh, as much as I was on the Shermer train, being a loyal <laughs> uh, giants, optimist, I, this was the second red flag. As I mentioned on my journey where I thought I was going to be coming into this, like fuck yeah. Let's go. Mile high Broncos. Weed is legal. Love the state of Colorado, but I'm starting to its dampening Sean.
0: Well, I'll say what makes me high on the Broncos is the skill players they've surrounded lock with bringing in Gordon. Of course. I love the draft picks. KJ Hamler,
2: Jerry Judy. I love, I love Cortland Sutton.
0: Yeah. Cortland to add to Cortland Sutton and Fan. Like every one of these guys, has a great ability to get yards after the catch. And that was almost some of the knock on lock was like, well, yeah, he's, he's checking down to these guys and they're getting a lot of yards after the catch, but that's perfect for the Pat Shermer offense, like high completion percentage to these super skilled guys. Um, so yeah, I think the, offense, work. I think the offense could get going as far as the defensive line, Von Miller kind of coming off a down year, Bradley Chubb healthy. He's ready to rip it up. You got Bryce Callahan who, uh, who was out. 2018 and 2000 or like back to back years, but he's a pretty decent slack cornerback in there. Their defense, even though they didn't have Bradley Chubb, kind of a down year, 13th in DVOA still uh, strong linebacker group. So I, I think they should be. Uh, they feel like an above 500 team. Any any kind of nuggets you have on the 2020 Broncos season, Ian?
1: I think one addition that I think it's overlooked is John Pagano coming in to replace Brandon Staley, who was the outside linebackers coach for the Broncos and is now the Rams defensive coordinator. So John Pagano steps in as the new outside linebackers coach. That's another veteran on Vic Fangio's defensive staff. And I think when you look at what the Broncos were able to to add, and specifically Jarrell Casey, the fact that John Elway was able to get Casey for a seventh round pick is still mind blowing to me. I think he is going to be the tone setter and a wrecker for this defense because I think the Broncos have lacked an interior presence like Gerald Casey since Malik Jackson left for Jacksonville after the Super Bowl 50 win. So I think that's what's going to set up this defense, especially Von Miller and Bradley Chubb. And if you haven't seen the videos of Von Miller working out, yeah. <laughs> holy crap. He is absolutely shredded. And the fact that he is doing it after. Testing positive for the coronavirus is another aspect that's insane. So I think Von Miller is going to be on a, on another level in 2020 if they play, and I think it's going to be in large part because of Jarrell Casey and what he does on the interior part of that defensive line. And then offensively, on top of all the additions that you guys talked about with Jer- Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, Albert Bunam, on top of Noah Fant and Melvin Gordon and Cortland Sutton and Philip Lindsay. I think Lloyd Cushenberry could be somebody that leads this offensive line. When you add him next to left guard, Dalton Reisner, you now have an interior offensive line for the Broncos that has the potential to be very good for a long time with Dalton Reisner, Lloyd Cushenberry and Graham Glasgow. The tackles are still a question mark, a huge question mark, especially now that Juwan James opted out and you have still have Garrett Bowles. But I think Lloyd Cushenberry is gonna be able to develop a rapport now with Drew Locke similar to what he had with Joe Burrow. And Lloyd Cushenberry talked to the media earlier this week and compared Drew Locke to Joe Burrow with that same kind of personality and confidence. So I that's one aspect that I'm looking at that I think it'd be a big a big factor for the Broncos. Yeah,
2: I mean you you nailed it, right? It's the tackles that's scary. I mean Bowles and his thirteen holding pen- penalties last year. Uh, now with with the opt out, he's definitely going to go from maybe a guy that could have been competed out of a job to a guy that's going to have to be back out there. Although he did pretty, he actually improved in the five games when Locke came in there. So perhaps it helps to have a quarterback that can move around a little bit. Um, Locke impressive against the blitz, Sean. Uh, very impressive. One of the better. Yeah, he's,
0: he, he's not like a true scrambler, but he slides and evades pressure pretty well. The
2: only other nugget I had, which is I, I, I one of the stats that I tend to look at, uh, I don't know if I've always called it out, but red zone defense, we, we like those defenses. Uh, and, and this is, this is an explainable red zone defense, right? You have a, a defensive coordinator that plays a certain style. And I think uh, Ian nailed it. Daryl Casey makes this defensive front completely different. Chubb and, and Von Miller are going to be absolute dynamos this year. And I think that, that red zone defense, we, we know defense tends to be more variant year to year. And what, what did you, did you call out the defensive ranking last year, Sean? Cause it wasn't, it wasn't all that Bronco Uh where 13th in DVOA, there you go. Number two red zone number, yeah, number two huge. red zone DVOA defense, which gives me a lot of hope that that is going to regress back towards being an elite, potentially top five defense. And when you look at the narrative of Vic Fangio being the coach, and maybe Pat to your point, Sean, Pat Shermer's ultra conservative, don't let the ball hit the ground offense could be perfect, tailor-made for this. For these yards after catch, guys. It's but it's the it's I I, I'm a Giants fan. I just watch Pat Shermer (laughs) with enough skill positions, with guards and, and and a decent center and the tackles weren't there and that was a problem. And and so I worry about that. I worry about that with drew lock. I worry about the sample size expanding with drew lock. We've seen five games. We know quarterbacks tend to have that, especially the ones that have that early peak. It tends to come back as the game tape comes out. And the last thing I'll point out before we get to the schedule, Sean, they project to have the third hardest schedule by, by DVOA. So you know, perhaps this team—this is one of those things that you're going to hear me say a lot this uh, this this off season, Sean. But perhaps this is a team that could get better and not necessarily regress positively in the wins column, if you know what I mean. All right, let's do it. Let's. But there's let's only way to do schedule. this. So the over/under this year, last year they were seven and nine. They pushed the win total of seven. This year, Sean, they are at eight even juice, both sides, eight h- plus 800 to win the division plus 2,500 to win the AFC and plus 4,000 to win the super bowl 40 to one, Sean, that, that might be steep enough for you to dabble <laughs> in that action. All right, Sean, this is the staple of the preview. We're going to go through the schedule four games at a time. First four for the Broncos, Tennessee on Monday night opener. I think they the giants and Steelers are there too. So that'll, that'll be a fun little night at Pittsburgh, Tampa Bay at home at jets on Thursday night, short week there on the road. Sean, I'll I'll throw it to you first. How, what do they, what do they come out of that stretch with first four games? Again,
0: I I think the Broncos, especially because they're at elevation, I think conditioning will be at a premium, especially to begin the season. And, And we love taking the Broncos first first uh, first two games at home or especially in the first two weeks if they're at home, they, I they, love that week
2: one they're at home and week three they're at home against the Bucs.
0: Yeah. I love both those spots. And I think they're able to probably take down the jets. I'm going to say they get off to a very good start three and one
1: Ian. Oh wow. What do, you, what
0: do you have them doing in those first four games?
1: I actually think the same way. I think the fact that they're able to get the New York jets as their Thursday night game after playing Tom Brady and the in the Buccaneers at home, I, I think it will will benefit them. I, I but the Broncos always struggle when they go to the East Coast, so I think one way that'll help the Broncos is it's not going to be an early game because whenever they play at eleven a.m. Mountain Time, or yeah, eleven a.m. Mountain Time, they struggle. So I think that will help them. I think they, I think they do start three and one. I think that that Pittsburgh game will be very interesting. Um, I don't think that they're going to come out of Pittsburgh with a win. So I, I, I do think that they will start three and one though.
2: Kramer, uh, you know, I, I like the angle. I just, I think they drop both road games. I, I think the Jets might. Uh, they, the Jets might be a team this year, Sean. I'm starting to starting to turn, turn the tide there. I think we're still pretty optimistic. I'm two and two on the first four next five at new England, Miami at home, Kansas city at home week eight, they have their bye. coming out of the bye at Atlanta. How say you Sean? Well, this is
0: interesting because they, they got the bye in there as well. Uh, the pats always are going to be tough uh, dolphins at home. That's an interesting one. Chiefs that's that's just I mean it's the Chiefs who are still pretty dominant. I think with the buy in there, I, I like their chances better in Atlanta. So I'll go I'll go two and two here in this four game stretch. Ian, what do you what do you got for this this four game swing? I,
1: I think that game against New England is going to be very interesting since basically every single member of the Patriots is opting out because <laughs> I think Bill Belichick wants Trevor Lawrence. Um, I like I like that conspiracy theory that people are throwing
0: out that Bill is somehow like. Uh, you know, the, the ultimate puppet master behind the scenes, encouraging the opt outs to tank the season. And and I do like,
1: well, I mean, if you're going to cheat to win, why won't you cheat to lose? So he's doing um, everything again, I I think, and this is what I said about the schedule from the beginning. And I think it's for the entire Broncos season. If the Denver Broncos want to get into the playoffs, if they want to show that they have the confidence that they can actually do it, they have to beat the Kansas city chiefs at least once. They've lost to the chiefs every single game since that game against that Peyton Manning threw four interceptions and was benched for Brock Osweiler. They have not beat the Kansas city chiefs since week two of 2015. They need to beat the Kansas city chiefs at least once. And I think they need to do it at home because they're, they never play well in December at Arrowhead stadium. So if the Broncos really want to make this a season that turns the tide. They have to beat the Chiefs in week 7. I'm not sure if they will. I think that they will come out of that that little four-game stretch including in Atlanta. I think they'll be 2 and 2 after those four games.
2: Yeah, and I, and I would say I, I'm optimistic that uh, they, you know, New England it's such a, it's such a wild card at this point with this New England. Game. It's going to be hard to pick a lot of wins because as you're saying, they're essentially pushing their chips to the side of the table. They're not pushing them in the table. They're not taking them home. They're just pushing them to the side. But when you really look at this list, none of these guys moving the knee, I I don't know. I'm going to, I'll stay. you know what? I'll be optimistic because I I do want to like this team. I'm excited about the players. I'm excited and I'm trying to, maybe it's the fantasy thing, Sean. Maybe I'm getting too excited about these guys from a fantasy perspective. I'll go two and two. I'll go two and two as well. Sean next four at Vegas It still looks funny to see Las Vegas at Las Vegas chargers at home saints at home at Kansas city boy.
0: Yeah. Now this is interesting again, for a number of reasons. The saints, will
2: Jameis be starting by then for the saints. Cause
0: <laughs> the saints, this is when you want to play the saints, right? Late in the season outdoors a, a end of November here. That's certainly going to be a cold game. And that's the, that's the type of matchup you want against the saints. I think they, man, it feels like they got to win at least one of those three division games. If not two, I'm going to, yeah, I, I, I still think
2: maybe I think it, that's it. I'm going to go two and two. I'll, I'll, right. I'll bury the lead. You
0: go, you're going two and two. I'll make, I'll go crazy. here. I'm going to say they go three and one in this stretch.
1: And I actually agree. I think that they're going to be able to beat the Raiders. I think they're going to beat the chargers at home. I think they're going to beat the saints at home. Get a little, like I said earlier, they don't ever play well in Arrowhead stadium in December. Even if there aren't fans in Arrowhead at that point, they still never play well in Arrowhead. So I, I think that's, that's the game that they're going to lose against Kansas city. I, I, I think the key for the Broncos on top of beating the chiefs, at least once is they have to play well against the teams that they're going to be on par with. So the Falcons, the Raiders, the chargers, the bills, those are the teams that they have to play well against. Cause they always step up against the teams that are above them. So like Tampa Bay, Pittsburgh, um, the saints, they play well against those teams. It's the ones that are on par or a little bit worse than them. The last couple of seasons that they lower down to. So if they're able to keep their game consistent and remain at a high level, that will be key. But I, I do think they come away from this third quarter, three and one.
2: Oh man. I love, I love you. Get your guys. Optimism next four at Carolina Buffalo on Saturday, back-to-back Saturday games here for the Broncos, Buffalo on a Saturday at home and then at the chargers. That's funny. They're going to have tons of fans in that stadium, Sean, <laughs> closing out regardless
0: with La- of COVID they'll, they'll have
2: the same number of fans closing out with Las Vegas at home. Uh, you know what? i'm gonna this it's only fitting that i'm gonna go two and two i'm gonna i'm gonna do it again sean two and two
0: i i think I'm riding this one out. eight and eight as much as I'm optimistic about them i think if if I had them go in uh, what two and two here that would be ten and six if i i'm gonna say one and three i, I think things Ooh. get a little wonky for them late. they beat the panthers and then they kind of uh they run into little a little trouble think? yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if drew Locke. Has a good season, but there's going to be a dip at some point. Maybe it comes late. Nine and seven, Sean. There you go. Nine and seven feels about right for this Broncos team. Ian, how do you have them closing
1: out? I want to say four and zero, but <laughs> I, I I want to see Josh Allen in Denver because I. Those who listen to my podcast with Adam Alnati know that I am not a Josh Allen fan at all. <laughs> Um, so I, I, it'll be, it'll be fun to watch him go against this defense and not in Buffalo because there's another place the Broncos never play well. in. I do think that they're going to win both of these AFC West games at the least. I think the one game that's going to be interesting is the Panthers. I, just because that's an East coast game, I'll say they go three and one.
2: Oh man. I love it. I think that's 11 and five. You guys are you guys are pushing playoffs right now, Sean. You had them in the playoffs last year.
0: I have them in the playoffs again, especially a seven team
2: playoff. I think they're going to get in. Can I tell you what's crazy? This whole I, I know the Chiefs are a lot better, but the the Super Bowl hangover exists. All the other teams in the division are eight to one, nine to one, and nine and a half to one. The Broncos leading the charge at eight to one. There's a chance, right? Yeah, certainly. I mean, if you're if you're a degenerate.
0: If you're like Ian and and laying out the case for 11 and five, uh, the Chiefs dipping down slightly to go 10 and six, slightly regression. That's or maybe they maybe or they win the tiebreaker, eight, eight to one for a division is, is usually a, a pretty juicy price, That's but
2: ridiculous. It's usually the longest shot.
0: Yeah. I'll, I'll stick with the, the over here at, at eight, nine and seven feels pretty realistic. Ryan, you have them pushing I,
2: gun to your head. Did they go over under? Well, I'm going to pass on this one. No, I, I would say based on the red flag of Pat Shermer, uh, the difficulty of this schedule. And the fact that I do think the sample size, you even called it out at points drew Locke will look like a rookie. I think and I think the not having, cause we didn't see that top level talent uh, at the tackle positions could be the reason why, but I think there's enough talent around him where he's g- This is going to be a classic high variance team. You know, Vic Fangio is going to have that defense ready. The offense is going to be all over the place and they're going to, they're going to, I get, uh, Here's my hot take. They're going to win a couple games by like 25 points. And they're going to get their, and they're going to they're just lose. They're going to have a couple games where the offense looks like it's complete shit. So hopefully it doesn't start bad. Hopefully they get that fast start. I, I do want to pull for this team. As you know, Sean, we, we, uh, we both like the great state of Colorado it's Great
0: state. So Ian, you got them going 11 and five. Are you, if you're a, if you're a gambling man, would you take uh, any action on them winning the division at eight to one?
1: No, I I think. <laughs> no,
0: I, I I appreciate that. Uh, just the very no,
1: not at all. I, Chiefs I, will do I, it because I, I just as I, I think the Chiefs are just too good. And even if there is a Super Bowl hangover, I still think they go twelve and four. So uh, the thing that's going to be key for those Bron- for the Broncos is I I have them at eleven and five. But there's two games where they could drop and go nine and seven, and you could list any number of those games, especially the road games. There's Atlanta, there's uh, Buffalo at home. There's Carolina. Those are the games that they have to play well. in. those are the games that they have to win if they want to be a playoff team, because I think they're going to show up against those teams that are going to be the top of the line, like the saints, the Buccaneers, um, that it's going to be an interesting season. And I think what's going to drive this team is going to be the defense. I think it's going to be back to what it was, four or five years ago, they're going to be able to get after the quarterback. They're going to be able to create turnovers and that's going to give confidence to the offense. And I think the offense is going to be able to score points and not necessarily field goals, but touchdowns. And if they're able to do that, they'll be able to win games. And I still think the key to this season is beating the chiefs at least one time.
0: I like it. And make sure you, uh, Ian, appreciate the time. Make sure you check out Ian on Twitter at Ian Saint Clair. Check out his writing. Check out his podcast, Ian. Appreciate the time, man.
1: Thanks, guys. It was a lot of fun.
0: Oh yeah, sports are back, and you know who's is back? The leaders, Daily Fantasy, Draft Kings. You might remember J- DraftKings from the time I won $200,000. I don't. I mention it a lot. DraftKings, the leader in one day fantasy sports, is offering you a shot at a share of millions of dollars every day this week. That's right, every day this week. Fantasy basketball, very fun to play. Fantasy baseball, I know I'm sweating out my fantasy golf lineup for the PGA championship. Kramer, you just tied your 50 to 1 Jason Day bet. It's uh still still pretty nice 25 to 1 for the first round leader. But again, draftkings.com use that promo code sgp to get a free shot at millions of dollars. They got you covered over at DraftKings. Again, download the DraftKings app now. And use the promo code SGP to get a shot at millions of dollars in prizes every day this week. That's promo code SGP to get a shot at millions of dollars in prizes every week or every day this week. Only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com
2: for details. Sean, I'm an 18,000th. One hundred and fifth place right now, winning thirty five dollars in the He's PGA Championship, oh, hot, 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 hot. millionaire hot, maker. But I did, yeah. I, I just, I just, f- my first four figure cash since the restart, Sean. Sports are back, and you know this
0: is back. San Diego Supercharger, super oh. fan. Los Angeles Charger, maybe super fan. We're oh. gonna learn more. Oh. Justin Decker, Justin, great, to, great to have you on the podcast again, man. What's happening? good to be back boys.
3: I'm excited for this season. Even playing field for everybody, baby. No fans.
0: <laughs> right. And everyone's everyone. I'm
3: sure now you know heard, how I feel. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've heard,
0: I'm, I bet you've heard the joke a million times already about like the chargers have already been preparing for this, but truly this is the season oh, yeah. of all seasons for the chargers. Do you think it's going to right. help them out on the field?
3: Hey, Oh, of course it is. Look, at, I mean, look at their stats. And Melvin Gordon made that joke, by the way, as a new member of the Denver Broncos, and it kind of hurt, I'll be honest. <laughs> hey,
2: and I, I have it's the, got uh, to. Decker, I mean, it Decker, ha- real quick. Real, we can't yeah. stomp on this because we, I, I, I actually have that quote where Melvin Gordon mm-hmm. says, "Bro, we Ooh, did that hurt. So he was basically he was asked about the potential of playing in empty stadiums. He goes, "Bro, we didn't have fans anyway." <laughs>
0: Well, Mm. he didn't, he didn't know about you, Justin. He didn't know about your love of the chargers. You've always its real to me. You've always thrown this out there. You've always, you've always said it. uh, And and it's actually being put to the test. You said, I'm going to follow the chargers until Phillip rivers leaves or retires. He left in free agency, very unceremoniously to the Indianapolis Mm -hmm. Colts chargers. They didn't really there wasn't much of a farewell tour for uh, old Philip it was just like a a tweet they didn't even bother like yeah. putting together a video they're just kind of like, messed up no, Well he fun. was only there for 2 years he was what he should have <laughs> gone back down to San Diego but yeah go ahead No are you are you sticking it out with the Chargers basically when you come over for football yeah. on Sunday maybe you'll be in a bubble whatever the situation when you come over to watch the games are you going to be requesting the Chargers game or the Colts game
3: Chargers to start. Here, here's what it is. <laughs> well, hold on. Let me. When get it per- first happened, I didn't even have a question. I, I just thought I am a Chargers fan. No matter what happens, that was not even in my mind. The good thing about Philip Rivers going is now I have a second team, boys. Like I, I'm, I'm following the Colts. I'm stoked about the Colts. <laughs> I will be following the Chargers, and if they drop off, then and the, and the Colts are in it. Then I'm going to say put the Colts on.
2: And I just, you know what I mean. I just took off my very awesome sports gambling podcast sweatshirt to reveal my Mm. bright orange. I stand with you, Decker. United (laughs) as we root for the Tyrod Taylor led.
3: Oh, dude! Tyrod, San Diego slash
2: Los Angeles slash Inglewood Chargers. So Chargers, can we start calling them the Inglewood Chargers? (laughs) That that's got a better ring to it. Absolutely,
0: and it sounds a little badass. I mean, Dr. Dre has that line, "Inglewood always up to no good," and I like that as the feel of this Chargers team. Because the Chargers, and this is the story of the Chargers. Last year. We need
3: it, to start that 100%, though, by the way. Angle of angle Chargers. chargers. I'm serious.
0: It's badass. Go ahead, Sean. Last year, Chargers five and one, classic Chargers year, tons of talent, yep. tons of bad breaks, two and nine yep. in one score games, two and nine in one score games, lot of games.
2: regression candidate here, one
0: and four in field goal games, a lot
2: of reasons these this team is minus
0: eight points in point differential. That you five should be you should <laughs> be eight and eight. How are you? How are they five it's, and It's 11. like that every year, though. It's like that every year.
2: It is like that every year,
0: and the year before they kind of I think hit everything they could and, right. and really went over. And then that last year, the lucky year last year was kind of like paying for all their good luck. The if previous you look year, at
2: their last five years, yep. they've only their 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 expected wins has only been outpaced by their actual wins once. This is just a perpetually yeah, unlucky team. But We have great news, Decker. No one on the Chargers has opted out. Yes, We're just yes. A, such such so a teams,
3: No one. <laughs> <Such> <laughs> everyone's, <laughs> everyone's
0: buying in, baby. That didn't yeah. have to be Lynn team—they they they couldn't do well, any wrong.
3: Well,
2: and we found they should out. just
3: stay in that stadium. That stadium, the new stadium,
0: <laughs> is like a bubble in itself.
3: You got a pool. You got a tr- is farmer's gels. market.
2: Yeah, the farmer's market. Oh, yeah, you got everything. Just stay there. That's your bubble. First farmers market in Englewood for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it really highlights the disparity in East and West Coast football fans where the, the yeah. L- farmers market. The, the LA stand is a yeah. farmers market. Lincoln Financial Field has a jail. So <laughs> <laughs> that pretty much
2: says all you need. Well, and Sean, we did learn during the college football <laughs> tournament that Mr. Herbert, the rookie, while we don't think he's gonna start day one, maybe, no, maybe not. Probably not. He does possess some very nice arm talent he
0: He does have some guns on him. Here's what here's to me the big story <laughs> of last season and maybe going into this season. Rivers. Now, Decker, you may want to cover yeah. your ears for this one. Rivers, <laughs> three point nine touchdown percentage, lowest of his career. Twenty-three touchdowns to twenty yeah. interceptions. Compare that to Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor has thrown twenty interceptions in his entire forty-five game yeah. career. Yeah. The Chargers had a minus seventeen turnover yep. margin. Turnover margin. Hey, yeah. Regresses very often to the mean, especially yep. with defenses creating them, getting those fumbles. Maybe they didn't get the year before and you bring in Tyrod, a guy who is tight with the ball, maybe maybe too much. So sometimes where he isn't aggressive enough, that seems like a good, uh, a good opportunity to kind of swing the turnover
3: and plays more with the style of Anthony Lynn. I think that conservative, he's a running backs coach. He's kind of a, you know, a linebackers guy on defense conservative uh, ball movement. So uh, yeah, the most interceptions Tyrod has thrown in the year is six. I, I think he's the most underrated QB maybe in the league. Am I wrong? Well, like in the
2: last You're asking the wrong guy. If, five if I, 10 think, years? I mean, Ty, I,
3: I'm looking at his numbers and I'm thinking this is a good quarterback.
2: Yeah. But the the thing is when you are out is the right situation away from being Russell Wilson.
3: Yeah. He's a guy who doesn't make a lot of the big plays, but as far as moving Tate. it down the field with the good defense, he's, yeah, I think he's the right quarterback.
2: He if, will take some sacks and that's a risk to call out. He, he will take, yeah. he will hold on the ball. He will take sacks. We, I, I would expect that to be a, the, maybe a problem with the offense.
0: Yeah, and that that mm-hmm. is a big red flag on offense. I love their skill players. I mean Keenan Allen love him chirping online. Hunter Henry, we're high on Eckler, high on Fantasy wise We well, got it, Mike Williams. And like, If
2: you look at the numbers, Phil Rivers really was gravitating towards the short passing game last year and mm-hmm. that doesn't exactly jive with what Mike Williams, Hunter Henry and some of these guys do best. So now that you're unlocking these other pieces to your offense, Sean. Of course, I called out Hunter Henry as my number one fantasy tight end this year. I, I think oh I think you're inevitably going to. <laughs> you're, you're, I think you might accidentally be failing forward here as you go away from Philip Rivers.
0: Yeah, and and certainly bringing in a guy like Tyrod yeah. who who should be a little tighter with the ball. The O-line is a huge worry. It's still unclear who's going to start at left tackle. No, I don't think it is, but but if yeah, you're right about
3: left tackle, it's going to be <laughs> Sam Tevy, but and that's a question mark. But they also they got Trey Turner, five time Pro Bowler and uh from the Packers. So their offensive line is good except for left tackle. I know it's the most important, but maybe Anthony Lynn has something up his sleeves mm. because he got a mobile quarterback. I don't know if most of his sacks came from the blind side, but he's still got a, some athleticism. I don't know. I mean, well, I, I think your tackle is a worry.
0: I think if you're Anthony Lynn, you run a lot of 12 personnel where you bring in Hunter Henry and then bring in one of the backup tight ends. That's more, more like blocking based and, and give, and give that second uh-huh. tight end some help and and chipping the defensive ends. I still on the left have tackle. Virgil
3: green veteran.
0: Yeah. Like uh, bringing Virgil yep. green and 12 personnel but the defensive side of the ball, I mean, you gotta be just jacked about oh, this defensive team, Bosa and Ingram, uh, combined uh, for a hundred and nine secondary
3: boys. And I was trying to think who has a better secondary. I honestly, I don't, I don't know,
2: Sean, you wouldn't be I mean, uh you'd be surprised, but I have numbers to talk about this exact topic. The secondary last year, yeah. what happened predictably this team didn't blitz a lot. I don't think they have not blitzed a lot. I think they've been the the least blitz happy team in the league the past two seasons Uh, yet last year, even though they're not blitzing, they still sucked in pass coverage 24th in DVOA against middle and deep passing routes. The pat, the linebackers, what gives? Well, one Derwin James, that dude's a boss. He wasn't on the field
0: slipped on Uh-oh. a screw wasn't he, that
2: he's <laughs> <back>. <laughs> very chargers like way uh, for that for that to happen but he's back he's an absolute game changer and then uh, the, uh, the other uh, guy that was a liability a guy that i think you liked at decker and that was thomas davis he's just not a guy that's going to cover sideline to sideline anymore so who do they bring in yeah the rookie kenneth murray an kenneth absolute
3: murray is the x factor
2: an absolute sideline to sideline guy and the last piece of this what better what better way to lock up your your woes at defending the pass over the middle than bring in the best slot cover corner in the league, and that's Chris Harris. That so
3: yeah,
2: I think while yeah. people people will get lost in the whirlwind of, of of the of people analyzing if the Chargers' offense is going to get better or worse with Tyrod Taylor slash Herbert when in reality, I think there's no way it can't get better because Phillip Rizer rivers was real trash last year. Sorry, cover your earmuffs Decker. <laughs> no, he was yeah. On the but deep but balls the real, too. the real yeah. reason this team gets it done. And again, Sean, what, what was I telling you about the Broncos second in red zone defense? That's promising. Well, you know where the, the chargers landed in that one and you already called out all these reg- other regression candidates, but you know where the chargers landed in the red zone defense last year, where do we got him at third? really? Is hmm. that correct? No, I'm sorry. 32nd.
0: Okay. <laughs> I was going I, I no, to say the other
2: way I didn't, know, I didn't know they were now, that now here's the thing uh, it, it's explainable, right? For the same reasons you've lost, you lost your quarterback of the defense and the scheme just, it, it, it's not going to work. It just, it, he was not ready to, he probably could have lost a lot of players in that defense last year. Can, couldn't lose Derwin James. So the thirty second is a is explainable, still a little scary because that's that means you were the worst.
3: I didn't yeah. know they were that bad. Honestly, so that
2: didn't uh pop out at me. Rap, issue. Rapid Rapid
0: Rapid fire additions and losses. They bring in a tackle Brian Balaga, uh Tri Turner, Trey. or maybe Trey. I mean T R A I, come on. Help me out. Trey. Trey is, sounds right, but and that's not a that's not a way you should spell a name. Uh, Chris Harris Jr. <laughs> like we talked about, Linval Joseph. That's another uh, nice little add to the D line. Losses. Yeah, lost bane.
1: Russell yeah.
0: Russell who has got to be uh, excited about Bitcoin's soaring <laughs> price right now. Rivers, of course. Melvin Gordon, uh, safety. Adrian Phillips, and then Thomas Davis, who who's of kind of guys. more of a liability. They're they're turning the leaf. They're getting some young guys in here. I like what they're doing with the draft picks. I, I I'm, I'm not a, I was kind of on board with the Herbert pick. I think this is a year. Just let Herbert don't put Herbert in, unless you really need him. Let Tyrod no. steer the ship. Get a,
2: get a little, get a little, get acting on. Like Tyrod. Can't take this team to the playoffs. That's well, the you, part that's has weird. A 90.
3: Yeah, he's going to have a 95 quarterback rating this year. If he plays any, uh, like he's played in the past.
0: Well, and I, I think the comparison is that last year in Buffalo, where they got to the playoffs with Tyrod under center. Similar, similar formula where didn't turn the ball over a lot, uh, you know. Defense was solid, and the offense was able to matriculate the ball down the field and, and get a get enough points to keep you in the game. And the skill set he has on offense is much better this year than than what he had in Buffalo. I think the Buffalo line was a little bit better,
2: but I think that can even out. They,
0: they should be competitive.
2: I'll say the yeah. one one thing that Tyrod I, I think has the potential to to unleash this year is he. He throws a very nice, like high deep ball. He throws a really nice lofted deep ball, and when you have big time receipt, big tall receivers like Hunter Henry, Mike Williams, I I think we're gonna see. I've kind of talked myself into Mike Williams in fantasy this year as well because I just think he he matches Tyrod's style well. Oh yeah, uh, Deshaun,
3: uh, or what's his name? At um, Deshaun Watson called him a top ten receiver, but you know, obviously. Clemson guys, but I mean, I, I, yeah, he doesn't get the ball thrown enough to him on those, those jump balls. I think Mike Williams is finally going to break
0: out Kramer. Let's do it. Let's, let's uh, break down the, thing I wanted
2: to throw out you, you nailed some regression reasons and uh, I'll I'll throw out a crazy one. They only recovered of the 15 forced fumbles that occurred while they were on defense. They only recovered three.
0: <laughs> and wow. this this is the Chargers in a nutshell. I feel like we have, three. This, we have this conversation every year, and it's like they should have got more breaks than they did last year, but this year if they get half those 50 50 balls, right, they're gonna be okay. And they just don't because they're the fucking Chargers. Are we crazy? No, what's, what's, no
2: the X Factor this oh, year, Sean. Even the playing field this year. No fans. No fans right. for everyone. I think
0: the fans right. were the with the bad luck charm. The original Chargers <laughs> Stadium was created on an Indian burial ground and it, it cursed everything. Mm-hmm. Okay. Kramer let's di- health field was
2: not good to them. <laughs> no, that wasn't. Uh, what a great name. All right. Let's run through the schedule. Of course, Sean. And the
0: finally th- they get
2: some dignity by
0: not having oh, to play in front of an empty stadium. <laughs> <laughs> the wind t-
2: last year, they went five and 11, as you mentioned, well under their wind, total of nine and a half this year, seven and a half is the wind. Total over is heavily juiced over at my book and an easy schedule. Minus one sixty on that over juice, Sean. Plus one thirty on the under juice. Nine to one to win the division. Twenty two to one to win the conference, and forty to one to win the Super Bowl. First four at Cincinnati, Kansas City at home, Carolina at home, at Tampa Bay. And I th- I didn't mention this, but they are eighth projected to have the eighth toughest schedule according to DVOA.
3: Oh, that can't be right. This is an easy schedule, <laughs> isn't D-
2: it? Decker disagrees. All right, first four at Cincinnati, Kansas City, Carolina at Tampa Bay. Decker, what do you got them going after those first four?
3: I got two and two. I got wins uh, at Cincinnati and Carolina, and they always lose to Tom Brady, so they're going to lose at Tampa.
0: Yeah, I, I feel like two and two is a good call here. Maybe they sneak one out against the Bucks and lose against the Panthers, or vice versa, but. Two and two feels pretty reasonable. Oh, god
2: damn it. They're three and one. What?
0: You're crazy. Oh.
2: So you so you have them just losing to the Chiefs? I think they start off three and oh.
0: Oh my God. All Whoa. right.
2: I think they start off three and oh and then drop it
0: Oh bad. There. We gotta we gotta okay. bring this sound bite back when you're picking them to win.
2: I love Tyrod, man. I'm all in. Me and Decker are gonna be. I'm gonna get oh, a jersey. Let's rod. get some Tyrod jerseys, bro. Oh, <laughs> Next I up, sure will. At New Orleans on Monday night football—that's a tough spot after the back-to-back road games in the yeah. NFC South. Jets at home at Miami, Jacksonville at home. Decker, what do you got for the next four?
3: This is—I mean—I think this is the e- the easiest part of the schedule. They go three and one just with the—I mean—the Jets, the Dolphins, and the Jags are going to be bad. This so defense—they're going to lose really at uh, New Orleans.
2: This defense could be good. I know I've been saying that I think the uh, the Jets could be a sneaky team. I don't think they're a sneaky sneaky like go on the road to the West, West Coast, Coast and yeah. win a game.
0: It's a tough spot.
2: Miami probably late enough in the season not to have to worry too much about the Heat. And yeah, Jacksonville's gonna be a dumpster fire. I, I, I I'm I'm going three and one again, Sean. I'm going. Uh, I'm
0: going. Wow. I'm going two and two. I, I think that Dolphins game could be sneaky. But yeah, I mean at yeah. home, at home against Chargers and Jags, you like their chances there, but in New Orleans and and I do think in Florida still in October I think could be a tough spot for them. This trip, yeah. they they a weird to, team. They
3: have they have like two wide receivers opting out, which is
0: seems like a lot. Yeah, I mean quick sidebar. I mean, that's bad. Decker I know is on uh is on team DeVonte Parker for fantasy and oh, yeah. him and Ryan Fitzpatrick oh, week 1 uh, no. DFS stack in oh. New, in New England, which actually I think Fitzpatrick both, has done really well in. Oh yeah
2: that. I mean, it just oh, yeah. seems like that's going to be a very popular play. Sean next four. You went two and two, correct? Next four. Actually, I don't think that'll be that popular. You don't think so? I, the dolphins in
0: new England, I think Joe Q public would be scared away, but we'll see. Maybe Parker everyone was hop hot on. last
2: year. All right. Next you went two and two, right? Yes. All right. Next four, the Las Vegas Raiders at home. Then the Ooh. bye week at Denver, at Buffalo, that's a tough stretch, and then New England at home. Uh, New England coming to the West Coast, uh, this is a tough stretch. Decker, what what do you think? Can they can they yeah. get through this one?
3: This is a tough stretch because Buffalo, Denver. Yeah. Who knows how good Denver's going to be this year? That they're just a wild card team. I'm going to say, and and in New England too. I'm yeah. going to just say two and two, just because I, I don't know which I don't know where the win is going to be and where the loss is going to be here. Yeah.
0: Um I'm did, I'm, I'm going to say 2 and 2. Yeah, I I agree and and I almost have the same take as Decker where I feel like they win one of their division games and then win one of these AFC East games maybe. Um I a 1 and 3 is not out of the question in this span but I'll I'll keep it Yeah. I'll keep it middle of the road and go 2 and 2.
2: I also went 2 and 2 last four Atlanta at home at Las Vegas on Thursday night. Denver on a Saturday at home at Kansas City, that's a, a tough three game banger with the divisional games
3: Decker. Mm-hmm. How, how
2: are they closing out?
3: I love that they're playing Kansas City on the last game by the way. yeah maybe you don't know start last game yeah. I mean they, they, this team is the best in the NFL in my opinion. If they get that last game where they need it, get a ninth win, get in. I'm gonna say two and two just because of that wild card, but I mean if if anything, I think they can win versus Atlanta and Denver there. So I'm going to say two and two, uh, that has me finished in nine and seven.
2: And and you also have the X factor of the Raiders season could be well over by week 15. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that's a possibility. You know what we need? This is a show that off. I, rarely do I go down the hot, take oh, hot, 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 hot. the hot take road <laughs> to the hot take cul-de-sac, but I'm going to go three and one Sean. Wow. So Whoa. you are you are, what are you, a high are you on this charge. Where are you at? I'll
0: keep it. I'll keep it, <laughs> it middle of the road. Two and two. I think they beat the Falcons at home, and then uh they definitely win one of these last three division games. Maybe two. So actually, you know what? I think they. uh You know what? No, I'll keep it two and two. All
2: right, Sean, you have them going eight and eight. Decker yeah, that, that feels. Decker better. has them going nine and seven, and I have mm-hmm. them going. An absolute monstrous (laughs) eleven and five. Oh my god, Brian. Do you want to do you want to edit this podcast? No, yeah. You have the charges going eleven and five. Listen, we talked about all the reasons this team can regress. And then you dive in beyond the numbers and you see the narrative that makes sense. And then you even go further and realize that Phillip Rivers was the problem. And they brought in they brought in two quarterbacks that could potentially play better. Then Phillip rivers. We know, I, I think the one way they fucked this up, Sean, excuse my language deck. Wow. Yeah, seriously. Dude. Uh, <laughs> I think they, the way they screw this up is if they rush Herbert out there, there's no big mistake. Now I, we could be wrong. And Tyrod could look absolutely washed, but I have and a And he's feeling not going to have a
3: preseason game either.
2: I have a feeling you know? Tyrod's going to operate pretty well in this kind of offense. I think uh, he he's gonna he's gonna completely uh, excel with Hunter Henry. There's gonna be a good rapport there. Tyrod and is Austin Eckler. Eckler is the perfect kind of quarterback. Uh, Tyrod throws one of the nicer like lofted swing passes. Anyway, I can go on and, and on on Tyrod. Eleven and five. I'm obviously liking the over. The juice is wow. minus one sixty, which feels silly. But why why not take a little on that nine to one? <laughs> all right, on this team. Oh no, yeah this defense. I love it.
3: This defense could be stacked. If
2: they get the linebackers, if they keep the linebackers yeah, I mean, healthy, if, very if,
0: thin, if Kenneth can really help them in that, that mid range pass coverage, I, I More, think that could be huge But for
2: Derwin them. James, Again, you can't yeah. replace. You don't replace guys like Ed Reed, Earl Thomas, Derwin James. He's that level. And when you have Bosa and Ingram up from front and you bring in a guy like Chris Harris, like this could be the best defense in the league, Sean. It could be, it would only be fitting for Philip Rivers. They could
3: have the best secondary else. I could say that.
2: All right. Certainly the best
0: DBs for sure. All right, Decker. Appreciate you calling in. Uh, We're going to let you go. But before we do, uh, I think we got, I think we got to hear you sing the song one more time. Football is back. Just give us one San Diego supercharger song,
3: San Diego, supercharger, San Diego. Chargers, charge, Inglewood. There we
0: go. I love it. All right, Decker. Inglewood, baby. Thank you, and good luck to your Inglewood Chargers. All
3: right, guys. Take it easy.
0: Always uh good to talk to Deck Man. You can hear the excitement in his voice. Why, Kramer? Because football is back, sports are back, and hey. It's it's a great time to be a sports fan. Even better time to be a bookie. That's right. Instead of just betting, why not start booking your own action? Well, you know, help pay for your bets. Take some take some action uh, yourself. There. Ace per head helps you get going. All you got to do is go to aceperhead.com/sgp. They get you six weeks free, up to six weeks free, over at aceperhead.com/sgp. Top notch customer support. Going 24 7, some of the sharpest lines in the industry. Again, you don't need to know how to start your own sportsbook. You don't need to know how to set up a betting website or even what to set the lines at. Ace takes care of all that heavy lifting for you. Very easy to use, great customer service. And again, if you go to slash SGP, get up to six weeks free. <coughs> Kramer, talking Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, wow. I, I, I meant to bust uh, Decker's chops when he he threw what out, did, what did he do? Uh, he goes, uh, Kansas city chiefs. I got them as the uh, best team in the lake. It's like hot take Decker, yeah. the team
2: that won the super bowl. That looks amazing. You have them as the best team in the league. Decker's a conservative man, you know? Yes. He doesn't like to step out there on the limb.
3: I'm going all in on Trump. All
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny cuz he
3: it's going to really
2: piss him off.
0: Kansas City Chiefs, they won the Super Bowl 12 and 4. Interesting run in the playoffs. I mean, they were down big in every single one of those playoff games. I mean, they really could have lost to Houston. They could have lost to Houston. I mean, they could have lost to Tennessee. They certainly could have lost to the, the 49ers. Three come from behind wins. I, I feel like that gets buried in the Chiefs season
2: because they were so you know, they went 12 and 4 in the regular season. Looked really good. They went twelve and four, and they missed two and a half games of Patrick Mahomes. That's also true. So maybe
0: that's a reason why uh, you're still on them to go over this win total. But uh, yeah, Chiefs, interesting team for sure. Uh, Super Bowl winners, though. Teams coming off the Super Bowl that especially aren't the New England Patriots. I have the list in front of me, and I'll include the Patriots. But you can you can see the Patriots really are the outlier. The 2018 Patriots, they next next year they went 12 and 4, they yeah. lost in the wild card, as you remember, the Titans, Eagles after they won their Super Bowl 9 and 7 lost in the divisional round, yeah. but even that game to get to that they needed the double doing to uh, win the wild card. New England Patriots 2016, they went they ended up going 13 and 3, they lost the Super Bowl again to the Eagles. So again, Patriots kind of the outliers here. Broncos after their Super Bowl win, they went 9 and 7, missed the playoffs. Patriots in 2014, they went 12 and 4, lost the conference championship. Seahawks after their Super Bowl win, went 12 and 4, lost yeah. the Super Bowl. Ravens 8 and 8, missed the playoffs after theirs. Giants 9 and 7, after their Super Bowl, missed the playoffs. Packers went 15 and 1, but then lost the divisional round after winning the Super Bowl, and then Saints 11 and 5 lost in the wild card. So it's really hard to get back to the Super Bowl and certainly to win back-to-back is, uh, is pretty crazy. It's a
2: fairly strong trend. Now I would say Patrick Mahomes is younger than a lot of these guys. You can argue he's still getting better, Yes. but if you want to look at just the team, like this was an outlying data point for Andy Reid, and you, as you mentioned, there were many times along the journey where it, he could have blown another big game. And the narrative would have been Andy Reid doesn't get it done in a big game again. Now the greatness of Patrick Mahomes allowed him to overcome, but I don't think you planned for the outlier, Sean. No. And when you then sprinkle in the fact that the Super Bowl hangover is generally real, and, and it's hard to not just from from a pure like just principle of you have to I think you have to fade this team this year. I think certainly a little bit. I mean, I certainly came into this exercise with as little bias as possible, but I I had an inkling that I was going to be glass half empty on this teams versus, I mean, there's just so many dynamic moving parts where the whole thing could come collapsing down very quickly.
0: Well, and they still are relying on that high-powered, high-volume passing offense. I, but but Mahomes is really kind of unprecedented. Through yeah. 31 regular season starts, he's great. Mahomes ranks first all-time in passing touchdowns, 76, and adjusted passing yards per attempt, 9.2. Again, yards per attempt is a pretty good trend when you're looking at breaking down these uh, these quarterbacks and they're still super dynamic at the offensive skill position. I mean, Tyree kill Sammy Watkins, Travis, Kelsey, Nicole Hardman and Hardman could be poised for that second year jump up.
2: I mean, they always have a good special teams and they've had, they had the last three years. Well, and also five.
0: again, and we'll get to this when We, when we get to the Las Vegas Raiders to close things out for the divisional preview. You can overthink this a little bit and if yep. you still have a really good head coach and a quarter a really good quarterback you're going to be in the mix. Now, their their win total is comically high and the expectations are comically high, but they're still going to be a very competitive team with Patrick Mahomes and with Andy Reid. I mean, that's why they gave him half a billion dollars. Hey, if we got Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, you got a chance to be in the mix for the Super Bowl.
2: And I and I think some of this too, some of the pricing on the Chiefs is also the fact that the Patriots aren't there anymore. And I I think the conventional wisdom is that no one is going to step into that void as one B or the other Alpha in the conference.
0: Well, and but really, the Ravens seem like a team that would match up perfectly against the Chiefs in the playoffs, and we didn't get to see that matchup. But really. The Ravens, I think have that team that that's how you saw
2: the matchup in the regular season. Yeah. When the Ravens, I think they, did they cover the spread or did they get backdoored either way? They were able to move the rock on the chiefs.
0: Well, and how do you, how do you beat the chiefs? You keep the ball out of Patrick Mahomes hands and that's what the Ravens are great at doing. So I think Ravens in the AFC, they are kind of the legit contender there for the, for the chiefs. But again, the, the Ravens also had like the perfect Regular season last yeah. year, so they're due to regress a little bit. Interesting, I'm already looking at that game one. The Texans getting 10 points in Arrowhead. I mean, I'm not going to make them my lock, but I already bet this over at mybookie.ag. It's too big. Promo code SGP because, at one, I mean, this Texans team was just in their last game was in yeah. Kansas City where they were up big on this team. Now, granted, they lost DeAndre Hopkins, but that certainly isn't, in my mind, enough to shift the line three points. And to me, that the chiefs being 10 point favorites, that factors in a home field advantage. Are they really going to have that without that sea of red faced Kansas city Chiefs
2: fans? There are a handful of teams that I think you have to adjust your handicap. And obviously you'll, you'll see as games play, but you have to adjust the handicap of teams that had the plus home field. And it's almost an inverted thing. I teams like the Seattle Seahawks, the Kansas city chiefs uh, the team, I, I you you could even argue a, a team like Philly, yeah. Um, it certainly is is neutralizing when you when you stay, when you sit in the stadium like like the, the new Giant Stadium or <laughs> or some of these just or even the Cowboys State like these corporate centers that now they're just going to be empty. Well, and, and and it levels the playing field because it's not you don't have these fans on the field you don't have this intimidating atmosphere, and and I think. More so than most sports, it's going to affect the game. Uh there there's a real thing there. So Well and, and to that point A lot of reasons why you might want to fade the Chiefs. Especially
0: the with the Chiefs, because they're coming off that Super Bowl win. Literally, Andy Reid has a full belly. Like yeah. he finally had that hunger satiated of getting that Super Bowl win. And now Patrick Mahomes, giant contract, half a billion dollars. Yep. It might be hard to get up for these games. Now you're doing opening night, you're getting your Super Bowl rings, no one is there. Like, I I just don't know if they're gonna be able to get up um for these games to the point that they're going to cover the big spreads and dominate as much as we saw last year. I still think they're a very good team, but they can be a good team and not go over this win total of 11 and a half. I think what they really have going for them is continuity and and in this COVID yeah. season continuity is huge. There's only eight play callers who have their quarterback entering their third year or longer together with the coach, Andy Reid, and Mahomes, Shanahan and Garoppolo. Schottenheimer, Russell Wilson, Doug P., and Carson Wentz, Sean Payton, Drew Brees, Brian Dabble, Josh Allen, John Gruden with Derek Carr, Sean McVay, Jared Goff. So, some of those guys mm. you definitely want to fade. But I think the fact that the Chiefs have what? 10 out of 11 starters uh, returning on the defensive side. I think they're in a pretty good situation continuity wise.
2: Well, the guy who made the biggest play in the Super Bowl, Kendall Fuller, will not be there. He's one of the guys that they lost. So yeah I think, in general and, and coming back to something you pointed out earlier, that the worst dVOA game the Chiefs had last year was against the Ravens, so uh yeah, I think uh I think when you look at this team, they're going to be great. There's no reason to believe that they won't still be an explosive offense. they're going to be a team you want to target in fantasy, but I just can't help but think that they're just implicitly overvalued because they won the Super Bowl and because I think to most people there's not a contender in their division. You see that in the price minus 400. Uh, and for those reasons I, I'm so I, maybe I, I do have a bias. Cause I, I I've kind of dug through this looking for reasons to fade this team.
0: Yeah. And, and as far as reasons to fade their team, they've always had issues with the cornerback and then uh, Bashad Bishad he's facing a suspension for weed related
2: crimes. My weed. Well, and, and like you said, well, like I said earlier, Fuller gone. He's a, he's an elite level cornerback. You know the Honey Badger. He's still around. That's yeah. a good thing.
0: But the Chiefs, they were 14th in DVOA, and that almost feels a bit of a a bit of an outlier for this KC team. I could see them dropping down to like the 20s see, with the defense well, set.
2: And here I come with the red zone defense fifth, Sean. Uh, and and I. I think when it came down to it and when they, this is one of those cliche things to say, but they, they, when they needed to, they did. And you know, it's, I I don't know if I have the stomach to go under for this team and I'm, I'm excited to go through the schedule. Yeah. And I feel like I'm, did you already do the additions and losses Sean?
0: No, let's, let's do that real quick. But I, I feel like I'll end up, Probably close to the win total, but really, I think I'm going to be looking to fade them with a big spread early in the season, and maybe not actually get down on fading them in the win total section. Who they bring in? Uh, Ricky Seals, Jones, uh, Bashad Breland. Again, they resigned him. Mike Remmers to help out the offensive line. Clyde Edwards-Helaire. They're bringing in who again should be interesting in fantasy. But again, he's a rookie. So I, I was disappointed when Damian Williams opted out because I thought he was going to be a sneaky guy, especially early. That was going to get a lot of action because Clyde Edwards Hilaire was overdrafted. Now Clyde Edwards Hilaire is probably going to get way more volume
2: or there's another guy because it's Andy Reed.
0: Yeah. And he'll mix it up and slowly ease the running back in. Like I think you're crazy if you're drafting Clyde Edwards Hilaire in well, the first round,
2: but uh, you, hopefully you're sitting on a, a five to one. Rookie of the year take. If you
0: got it early, for sure. Uh, Kendall Fuller is out, like you said, cornerback. They also lost Emmanuel Agba. Nice, and Sean. Laurent Duvernay, Tarif, he opted out. He's the doctor in Canada. And then uh, Damian Williams also opted out. Kudos to those guys. Or I don't know. I mean, he's
2: working in a hospital. I think he's opted yeah, out to like work. To
0: actually do like, good stuff. To me, and again, uh, everyone. uh, It's so funny. listening to these podcasts. We fully support their decision to do what's best for them and their family. They, they had a conversation with their family. What's best for me. It's like, come on guys. All right. If you want to opt out, fine opt out to me. And and again, maybe I'm the crazy guy. I would rather be around people that are tested every day in my environment. And they they've had what? 56 positive tests. And those guys are immediately quarantined. They had the tracing, whatever to me living your life in the real world in a weird way is almost dangerous because asymptomatic people aren't getting tested where in this environment, in the NFL environment, every dude is getting tested every single day. To me, that feels way safer. But again,
2: do I mean, whatever you got to do. Yeah. I mean, as long I, the, I just, I just believe the NFL will find a way to not fuck this up like baseball.
0: Well, but again, did baseball fuck it up? Cause you could make a good argument that the protocols are working. The two people or the two teams that broke the protocols, the Marlins and the Cardinals, yeah, they met, they went outside the protocols. Yeah, they got COVID. You, you can't, can't go to a casino. You can't
2: allow that to happen though, is my point. And the right. NFL knows that if that happens, like it's
0: Well, and I and I think the NFL has the benefit of these games are every week and well, I, and and it's not every day, so I think it'll be easier to weed out. I think, I
2: think they have the benefit of of seeing that baseball fucked this up. Yes. I think that was a big step. Anyway, should we do we go through the schedule now, Sean? Let's do it, Kramer. As you mentioned, they were 12 and 4 last year. They went over their total of 10 and a half. This season, they're 11 and a half over is minus 140. That's that's tough. That's Patriots esque Minus or plus 110 on the under, Sean. Minus 400 to win the division. Wow. 3 to 1 to win the conference. 6 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. I just don't know who's betting that. I mean, I guess the argument is, oh yeah. Who's going to take them down in the AFC. And it's like, I I don't know, but I've watched enough football to know someone will,
0: well, you just watch their run. Any three of those teams that they beat in the playoffs could have beat them. And I easily.
2: And I think this perception that the division, there's no one that's going to contend in this division. I think every one of, I, I think if anything, this is the strongest the division has been in some time. And that the chiefs are not walking away with five division wins this year Four, even four. I don't know. All right, let's do it. Houston on Thursday night football, as you mentioned, minus 12 at home in arrowhead, it's already up to 12, T- sorry, 10 at, uh, at Los Angeles get week two against the chargers at Baltimore on Monday night. There's that, that rematch you wanted to see week three. They played last week as well on Monday night. And week four against the Patriots. The schedule gods did not give the Chiefs a nice starting point. On one hand, you mentioned the continuity that could help them early in this season, but boy, they are definitely, definitely playing a tough set of teams here. What do you got them going, John?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's weird. Part of me wants to say two and two, but then again, I remember Andy Reid, the continuity. If anyone's preparing their team for this, for this weird season and able to figure out what to do and, and get them going with a limited prep time. I think it is Andy Reid. So I'll go three and one.
2: Mm. Yeah, see, I, I'm I think this is a tough stretch. And I and I think they'll probably I know we just talked about it the home road thing, doesn't really matter, but I I'm, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say two and two because I think they I think they're gonna drop a game and it's gonna surprise us. I think it's like like it's gonna be something weird. Like New England beats them. Like Cam Newton runs for two hundred and fifty yards. Yeah,
0: and, and and I, it'll be interesting to see what kind of Patriots offense they actually run, and if they if they're using Cam in a lot of design runs, you know that'll
2: be exciting. Let's maintain the hot take. One in three. Oh my God, Kramer! Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> it's so hot right now. Damn
0: reckless over here.
2: Weeks five through se- seven or I'm sorry 8 Las Vegas Raiders at home at Buffalo on Thursday night at Denver and then uh, with a little bit of rest there and then Jets at home uh, I mean this is a little bit more generous I'm going to go 3 and 1
0: 3 and 1 yeah I mean the Raiders uh not high on the Raiders that that game in Buffalo in the short week that's going to be super tough but Jets and well I, I and in, in in Denver you got some elevation issues but I will I'll, I'll yeah, three and one feels right.
2: I didn't mention this earlier, but they do have the sixth toughest schedule according to DVOA. Next four: Carolina at home, bye week at Las Vegas, at Tampa, Denver at home. I'm gonna go two and two here, even though they they have that bye week, and uh,
0: certainly they'll be they'll be good coming off the bye against the Raiders. But I, I think two and two here, and I wouldn't be surprised that game in Tampa could be a little tougher than people think. But yeah, two and two.
2: I'm gonna also go two and two. I I I just they're gonna lose some games they shouldn't. Last four at Miami, at New Orleans, Atlanta at home, and the Chargers at home. I think I'm gonna have them finish three and one, Sean.
0: I gotta go three and one there. So I what what do I I have them going eleven and five? That sounds right.
2: Eleven and five for you. Yep. I have them going nine nine and and seven. Jesus
0: Christ, right. So yeah, I mean that feels right to me. Chiefs under, you're getting plus odds. You know, you lose it if they ended up winning. If they end up winning 12 games, which I think they got five losses. Should I maybe? This.
2: You know what? I'll adjust that first. four. no, I like the hot take aspect. I Go g- for it. Stay hot, Ryan. You know what? I'm gonna give them three and one in the third sector. Uh, make them ten and six. So just to clarify, you have the Chargers going
0: 11 and five. Chiefs now 10 and six. Yes. Okay. All right. I like it. The hot take continues.
2: It's not hot though. I mean, it's going to be, I mean, I don't know if you're aware, but you're listening to this. You probably already know that Jason day leader after the first round co-leader co-leader, but I still, I still want a 25, hey, 25
0: to, one. to one. That's nothing to uh football and what better we got to get our shit going mentally. John Gruden and the Las Vegas Raiders, coming off a seven and nine season, where they they went over their win total of six and a half, which I know is disappointing to you and me, Ryan. We were both on the under of the Raiders, but it's insane. Like they are they yeah. they have so many regression factors. It's crazy. They they
2: were fourth s- hardest schedule according to DVOA. Yeah, one. and they had like the eighth easiest last year. Twenty first easiest according to DVOA. Sorry, yeah. Um, or 21st hardest.
0: Yeah. I I think we're in the similar quoting of that. They were seven and three in one score game. So every one of their wins was in a one score game. And this is a crazy, not sustainable. Six of their 16 games were against backup quarterbacks. And even in those six gifts that they were given, they were only three and three. Now again, the same reason why I like the chiefs and Mahomes. You know, I don't think they're going to go over 11 and a half, but still high on them because of Reed and Patrick Mahomes. You can say the exact opposite about this Raiders team, yeah. John Gruden and Derek Carr. I mean, I'm out on John Gruden. I what
2: think, do you mean? He, I think he's like a decent. What do you mean you're out on John Gruden? He's
0: more of a caricature, but I, I think he's like, okay. I'm like All right. He can do some things. Okay. But really he's just, I
2: prepared a, a reading. He's just
0: not meant for the, for the great the modern, John Gruden, the modern game,
2: Sean. Yes. Everybody has dreams right now. Don't they guys? All right. Everyone in the NFL, I have a dream of making it in the NFL. I got a dream of winning a super bowl. I got a dream of being in the pro bowl. I'm really not into dreams anymore. Okay. I'm into fucking nightmares. You've got to end somebody's dream. You've got to take their job. You've got to take their heart. How are you out
0: on that guy, Sean? He, He is just a classic motivator and he Decided to motivate his team by uh, faking the fact that he had coronavirus, <laughs> which is just an all time why I don't understand all time football guy move. He did it's like real. He did a prank and scared everyone, and they had like the assistant coach say, "Oh my god, uh, John isn't here. He's in the hospital. He got COVID. It's real serious."
2: And then he just he's just like fucking com- dumbass ass at, football guys. That
0: would be. I, if He should have went the extra mile and had. Um, his boy, who who does the impressions of him? I'm
2: fucking Caliendo, baby. He should
0: have had Caliendo do like a Skype from the hospital bed. Like, Hey, you guys gotta win it for old Grood here, and Go then get him, one for the Gibber. I guess he was doing that to teach these players that that COVID nineteen is serious. <laughs> he said he quote quote wants to we want to beat this virus into the ground. So again, he's already calling out COVID nineteen early and often. Now a lot of people disrespect Derek Carr and uh, I'm certainly one of them. I like to make fun of Derek Carr and Derek Carr seems to have this chip on his shoulder. We're like, yeah, you guys stop disrespecting Derek Carr. He had this, um, that he is quote, Kobe Bryant is the reason that I played when I broke the three bones in my back. I learned from him that determination to not let your teammates down. Derek Carr is honoring his idol this season and channeling the Mamba mentality. Uh oh. You know what Mamba wouldn't do? Throw the ball away on fourth down. No. He would not, he would throw the ball past the sticks on third down. Get
2: the fuck out of here. Which is
0: Derek Carr's problem. Completed I'm, air yards per attempt was 4.9. At, 35th at the 39 quarterbacks. And listen, I don't like Derek Carr. And
2: it's very obvious John Gruden doesn't like Derek Carr. That's a team you just gotta fade. Uh, first of all. Uh Kobe trying to explain the concept of throwing the ball out of bounds on fourth down to Kobe Bryant would make his brain explode. Oh, you think Kobe Bryant would Second throw of all, the ball out of bounds? Do you know who likes uh who thinks highly of Derek Carr? David Carr, his brother, yes. who once put him number four in the NFL at quarterback. Uh I was gonna get to something and now and now I now I lost that point. But uh, I'm with you. Uh, I mean, Derek Carr, while he is the owner of a 12 and four season, the only winning season, the Raiders have had since 2002. And he does seem like he could be a John Gruden spider. Y banana quarterback? He's just trash and they brought in Mariota. Like if, if, if is Gruden trying to play mind games with Derek Carr by bringing in Marcus Mariota, what is he doing?
0: I think, no, it's, it's just as simple as he doesn't think Derek Carr is that good, he but he wants does. to be able to bench him. And I think he will at some point in the season. That's my, that's my lock right here is that Derek Carr will not make it through the season. As a starter, there were 31st in DVOA last year. That should come up a little bit. As far as the defense, I do like them getting Corey Littleton. Their defensive line was bottom five in a lot of categories. Farrell
2: didn't do much. Well, he was, should have been a top five pick and, but they, they brought in Paul Gunther to run the defense. He, he brought the defense from 30th to 31st last year that you, in TVOA <laughs> that's really good.
0: But uh, yeah, I mean, Josh Jacobs, he's good. Uh, Darren Waller had kind of a, a really nice breakout. year last year, breakout year. So they, they have some skill guys. And again, they won some games. I didn't think they were going to win. So maybe not as low as you would think but i don't know man they just don't seem like a 500 team
2: i have some fun numbers they were uh, first half offensive dVOA they were third second half offensive dVOA 22nd. what does that tell you their coach is stuck in the mud <laughs> he doesn't know how to adjust i think i think we teams gotta are get our shit going mentally. I think teams are seeing and reacting to Gruden's offense And and I think it's not going to change this year while they do have some talent floating around. I I don't think it's enough. Um, They do have some positive regression candidates. Uh, Only 8.9% of their drives on defense ended with a turnover. Uh, They, they did have a lot of, uh, they did have a lot of defensive turnover, but coming back to my red zone, defensive DVOA metric, they were 24th last year. I don't see any reason why this Defense is going to jump drastically out of the basement. Perhaps they become like to me. Their ceiling this year is a is in a, a below average defense? And when you have uh, an offense that no longer has Amari Cooper but still has Derek Carr, right? That, that twelve and four season they had they had Khalil Mack and Amari Cooper. Imagine, and an imagine trying to explain that to someone who came to this country after the year two thousand sixteen. <laughs> Amari Cooper and Khalil Mack arguably. Um, elite players at their positions, uh, both on the Raiders, but Gr- John Gruden and uh, M- Mike Mayak, they had to get rid of them. So I, I don't know. Last thing I'll say is the only teams that throw the ball down the field less than the Raiders last year were the Saints and the 49ers. So that's not a category you want to be in. No, And I think that we know objectively at this point, that vertical air yards is a correlated number, a correlated statistic to offensive efficiency. You, sure. The saints did it. They're the outlier that offense is the outlier of how you can do that. And, and you want to, ta- it's not an indicator. You want to talk
0: X factors. They signed Jason Witten. No, no. Now Jason Witten, he has been don't get
2: me started. This guy.
0: He he is like on boat trip potential because the Cowboys signed him last. Well, first off, he went to Monday Night Football, destroyed Monday Night Football. They got rid of him. Then he went to the Cowboys. Cowboys start off hot, fall apart, go eight and eight. Don't win, don't win the division, don't make the playoffs. And now he's going to Las Vegas. This guy is giving you a run for the FML tour. The Jason Witten FML tour, and maybe your Jason Day first round win of the PGA championship was enough to shake off your FML no, tour and no. put it on Jason Witten. Sure. Uh, this is uh and again, another, another, just ultimate jinx guy. You don't want on your team. Nelson Aguilar. No, they no. brought in Nelson Aguilar, Jason Witten, a couple other guys, like we mentioned, Mariota
2: throw them out. Eli Apple. That's another cancer. Remember him? Don't want him on your team. Corey Littleton. I think that was a decent
0: sign in a uh, linebacker. Uh, who else do they got? Jeff Heath, safety. Prince of He
2: He's all right. I, I don't know. He's dude. not
0: doing a ton for you. Carl Nassib again, probably overpaid for him. Edge rusher. Okay, it's fine. Uh, Jerry Judy though, I think will be a bright spot. The draft pick. He's it's a not speedster. Judy.
2: Judy's the bronco. Oh, you're, sorry, you're Henry Ruggs. Rugs.
0: Henry Rugs. He's a speedster. The, the problem is, I don't know if Derek Carr can get the ball to him deep, and I think that will be the issue. Maybe he gets some screen plays, whatever. But I, I do. I, Rugs will be fun to watch. Hopefully, hopefully he has some big plays there. Who'd they lose? Carl Joseph, safety, cornerback Daryl Worley, and safety Curtis Riley. So they their defensive secondary and defense in general wasn't great last year. And I don't know if they've brought in enough to kind of well, even it out.
2: Well, the narrative here is there's a lot of churn here, especially on the defensive side of the ball. So while defense does tend to be uh, have possess more variants year to year there's no real reason. I mean, this team finished 30th overall in defense in 2018, 31st last year. Uh, like I mentioned 24th in red zone defense. I, I don't see a, a path to them getting out of the bottom eight. And if they can't have a, a even below average defense, they're not going to have enough offensive success. And then I, I think the, the last sprinkle here is that Gruden's just the games passed them by. I think his style, his methods uh, won't work. Long. And And you can see what he's attempted to do here by bringing in guys like Witten, uh, bringing in vets, bringing in older guys, tone setting guys. I just don't think it's going to work when your quarterback's a pussy and you have two pussies at quarterback. I like Marcus (laughs) Mariota. He's a pussy too. I I know dudes from Hawaii are generally tough. He's not one of them. He's not Hawaii strong and throw in the factor. We haven't even
0: mentioned they're moving from Oakland to Las Vegas. I mean, do you really want to be moving when all this COVID shit is happening? Do you really want to be like finding a house in Las Vegas right now and dealing with all that stuff? It it just seems like
2: there's no way Gruden actually understands what coronavirus is. No, he thought he was in a well, he
0: thought you can beat it to death, uh, which is an interesting (laughs) strategy. I'm gonna just imagine him like uh, (laughs) like Robert De Niro on The Irishman, where he curb stomps that guy. That's that's. That's what we need to get
2: a. Whoa, uh, spoiler alert, Sean. Jesus.
0: Well, yeah, you ha- you're the one person who hasn't watched <laughs> The Irishman. If we can get a, a Photoshop request to anyone listening of John Gruden, oh, and you could do any curb stomping scene you'd like uh, from any movie or any like beatdown scene of John yeah. Gruden, and then maybe like superimpose the coronavirus head on on someone that John Gruden's beating up. Oh. That would be pretty awesome. Tweet that in at Gimlet
2: Podcast. Gruden's gonna go home and beat his dick like it's the coronavirus. <laughs>
0: Get you know, the money. All right, let's get to the schedule,
2: Ryan. Oh man, see, we went into this and we, we have to be really aware of the time. It's football. It's really easy to talk about football for a while, Sean. We are Is this back in mega podcast. back in mid season form. We're as putting we're, up Colby
0: Dan numbers. We're
2: approaching. Uh, we're I think we're closing on an hour too. Uh, at Carolina, New Orleans on Monday night. At New England, Buffalo at home. One oh, in three. Jesus Christ, I. Yeah, 1 and 3. Fuck. That's going to be a really weird opening of the stadium with no fans. But but it's still Vegas. Like how are they going to what is the lockdown procedure if you're a team going to <laughs> that Vegas? That is also true. I step mean, step 1 you stay in like Boulder City or something or you stay in like Henderson.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, I maybe you Barstow. even stay like
2: go yet yeah, <laughs> stay although, in Baker.
0: Although although I could see Corona hitting Barstow pretty hard. <laughs> If you're, but if you're an NFL team, just get like a uh, Howard Johnson's in Barstow, and it's a two-hour drive from there on a team bus. I think that's the move. Don't let the players stay anywhere near. <laughs> and mybookie.ag has, uh, they have some like the you know special bets oh, over no. there, and and one of them, of course, oh, is. No. Let me
2: see here. Don't say, don't say. This is. Uh, are, are we wagering on?
0: No, they had. a uh, Oh shit! Sorry, I, I just had it. But they had like first team to uh, have a game canceled because no, of coronavirus. I, no. I think Las Vegas Raiders certainly could be in the mix there, as Whoa. they're
2: in Las Vegas. And shout out to mybookie.ag. They now have dark oh, mode. Here's what I got going F- for my lock. Whoa! Already throwing locks. No out. games canceled in the 2021 season. Plus 700. One. Oh, love that. Wait, the season being canceled is four to one? What the fuck's wrong with my bookie debt? Why would they even throw that out? Don't, in the don't throw that mojo out there.
0: Lock it up. No games canceled. All right, Kramer. You sorry, You also bet show.
2: on, a, we should have touched on this earlier, but Patrick Mahomes, Super Bowls won during his contract over under two and a half. I'd go under.
0: But he I gets mean, two more in the next three, 10 years?
2: Three is a lot. He's already got one,
0: though. No, but that's not on the. the I think they're talking about the new contract oh, wow. he just signed that would be, so tight. that would be four total.
2: All right. Let's All right, do so it. We're Kramer. both at one and three,
0: one and three for the first four
2: next four at Kansas city by week. No, early. You missed uh you missed Broncos at home. What do you mean? I miss Broncos at home.
0: Oh wait, sorry. I was on the wrong thing.
2: Uh, of course you were. I have the schedule <laughs> in front of me, Sean at Kansas city by week, Tampa Bay at home at Cleveland. Uh, they're not, I, I don't see them winning man. Josh Jacobs would the, the Josh Jacobs would have to have a monster game for them to win that week. Five, the early bye week I don't think this is a team that needs the early bye week Maybe, maybe they reset. Maybe this is where Mariota comes in,
0: but we're in these four games. Oh, sorry. You still have one more to go.
2: At, and then at chargers in these, oh four, no, I don't. Cause of the, oh yeah, I do
0: in these four games, which one of these games are they favored?
2: Um, I mean, they're not favored, right? Depending so on what's going on in Cleveland, prob, probably not favored. Yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say one and three again. I I just don't see
0: it with this team. And again, that's what I said last year. And they went seven and nine.
2: They got they, extremely lucky. I, I, I don't. Think
0: yeah, like and, and kind of pulling a season out of their ass. They're
2: they're expecting. They went
0: over a half game of their of their total
2: well, last year. And they're and they're um. Oh, I don't think I threw out their prices, Sean. But yeah, they went over six and a half. This year they're seven and a half, minus one twenty on the over, minus one ten on the under, plus three nine fifty to for the division, through thirty to one for the conference, fifty to one for the Super Bowl, and uh, just to pile on five point two was their expected wins last year. So they got lucky winning seven. Lots of reason for them to come back to Earth. Next four, Denver, Kansas City at Atlanta, at Jets. I'll
0: go two and two. But again, that feels generous. I think they win one of those division games and one of those road games. But really, two and two is like, I'm stretching because they could go, they could lose all those games.
2: Yeah, I, th- I think they, I'll, I'll go with, uh, you know what? I'm going to stick with you, Sean. Two and two. I think they actually beat Kansas City here. I think that's going to be a weird one. Andy Reid in Vegas. A lot of sin opportunities. Uh, Well, the
0: buffets are closed, so (laughs) that's that's a huge win for Uh,
2: room service buffets. I've heard. Uh, Come on, and Andy doesn't sin; he's a Mormon. Indy, Indianapolis, uh, week fourteen at home. Chargers on Thursday night. Short week at home. Miami on Saturday at home. Week sixteen, and then at Denver. That's a fairly nice close to the season, Sean. I'll go two and two. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go three and one here. I, really? I, think, okay. I think, I think they. Uh, I think they random. Yeah. Now let's. Yeah. Uh, God damn it! No, I'll go two and two. I. I don't. I think six and ten just sounds right. Yeah. So we both got them going six and ten. That's a Raiders finishing round.
0: That feels like perfect. Las Vegas Raiders. Oh man, so jacked! All right, Kramer. Let's throw out a lock. For our uh, win total, and then maybe any sort of props you like, I'll let you go first.
2: Uh, I mean, it it feels dirty taking the Chargers over seven and a half minus 160, but I I had them winning 11 games, Sean. (laughs) I I would say this: I'll if you're if you're making me bet totals for every team, I the Broncos is definitely a lean towards the under. But that one is I'm very neutral on because I want to root for the Broncos. I would say Chiefs under, Chargers over, Raiders under, and I would say the lock is the Chargers for sure.
0: So Chargers over is the lock,
2: and I I do like the Raiders under as well, though.
0: And then, well, are you doing two locks?
2: Uh, Yeah, if I can throw both of those out there, okay.
0: Raiders under. And then, uh, what do you do? Do you have any futures you'd like to throw out?
2: Well, based on the price, I, if you're not, if you like the chargers as much as I do, you have to sprinkle nine to one. You have to sprinkle nine to one I, I, for them to be 22 to one to win the conference and nine to one to win their own division that that feels a little disparity. Little value. So I, I would say sprinkle, sprinkle that one. And I don't know. I didn't see it. I looked for it, Sean. I, I don't know if they have the will. Make the playoffs props. I,
0: I, I was able to uh, track them down. Who do you like here? Do you like the chargers to make the playoffs, uh, What is
2: the price on the Raiders to well the chargers to make the playoffs. If that's around even money, yes, please.
0: Chargers to make the playoffs. I'm seeing a price at plus 120.
2: Oh yes, please. What about the Raiders?
0: Raiders not to make the playoffs is minus 280. Oh,
2: that's dangerous.
0: So you have Chargers to make the playoffs plus 120. I'm going all in
2: on the Chargers. Fuck.
0: Chargers division plus 900. Yep. Okay, mine's mine's pretty simple. Broncos over, Raiders under. Those are the two win totals I really like for my future. Give me Broncos make the playoffs. I mean, we got seven teams getting into the playoffs, plus one seventy for the Broncos. That's a good bet. They get to eight and eight, nine and seven. Uh, I think you're because you could very easily push the win total and still hit that plus one seventy, make the playoff. And uh yeah, that's what I'm feeling. Man, feels so great to have football back. Make sure you subscribe <sighs> to our NBA gambling podcast feed. You can get that on Apple, Spotify, wherever great podcasts are downloaded. And our soccer gambling podcast feed, both available as well.
2: Sean and we got a new show coming.
0: We do have a new show coming. Do you have the trailer ready? We do have the trailer ready. Let's let's take a listen to a new show that's going to be dropping on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I'm Kyle Watnell. I'm Mark Glass. And this music is oddly romantic. I'm down though. We are the hosts of the new show, About That Action, coming soon to the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We are two former collegiate athletes. D3 hooligans. And now we work in the business of sports. A.K.A. douchebags. We are here to use our insider sports business knowledge to optimize your picks. Probably illegal. We'll also share some never-before-heard stories from inside the world of professional sports. Chugging
2: tequila with Jason
0: Garrett. We are here to have some fun and make you some cash. I'm down to my last dollars. So tune in for episode one of About That Action, coming soon. SGPN
2: I'll tell you what, I want to hear about chugging tequila with Jason Garrett because now that I'm in on Jason Garrett, I, I want to, to make sure shine I want to make sure he's a he's a good guy. He's a, he's a he's a he's a nice, he's a wise guy and if he's chugging tequila with some college kids Hey, you know, that's sounds, a fine line.
0: Sounds like a fun podcast. Stay tuned to the Sports Gambling Podcast Network and again, keep sending in those reviews. Uh appreciate you guys doing that. That's been fun. And uh, you know what, Ryan, before we love we, reviews. Before we go, we had a, a particularly um, strong mm. review that I'm going to pull up right now that I think
2: mm. is, is worthy. Would you like me to read it in my DAS Bundesliga? Sure. If you'd like, I, I think we're talking about the same one, Yes, right?
0: the three percenter
2: oh, I have to, I have to pull it up on my screenshot, but I, I I will definitely do that.
0: But yeah, whoever sent in this 3% a review, her name is Hannah.
2: He, all right. Five stars, Hannah, Giovanna or Giovanna from, or from the 3% with a, some sort of female emoji. <laughs> My fiance hosts a fantasy league every year and welcomed me to join. Probably was just being nice, but I, here I am year three. He started listening to Sean stacking the money green and Ryan real money Kramer. And because we own a business travel and spend most of our time together, I started listening to them as well. I can honestly say this is one of my favorite podcasts. I may not always know what they're talking about, but the information is always helpful so much. So I beat out 11 guys, including my fiance who maybe he needs to start hanging out with Jason Garrett here. And I won our league last year to the three percent with the help of SGP. This can be your year, year. I love the advertisement. I love that she's being so optimistic, rounding up to three percent. Everyone yeah. knows it's two percent.
0: Two percent and one percent non-specified. So we're just gonna say
1: <laughs> those assuming, are female
2: as well. Assuming they identify female. Uh yeah, shout out to to this uh t- shout out to Hannah. Hannah, Hannah. Hopefully I nailed it.
0: And uh Hannah, make sure you hit us up. podcast at sports We'll hook you up with some gear, some merch uh, that we have at our merch store, because we do have lady gear as well. We so have lady
2: gear <laughs>
0: <laughs> again. I don't know if they like uh, it being called lady gear, but uh, you know, Hannah seems cool. Thank you for participating in the sports gambling podcast and for the sports gambling podcast. I'm Sean second, the money green and he is Ryan.
2: No football's back. Sean
0: Kramer. Let it
2: ride.